that main news story, the Nicola Bully disappearance continues, and I mean continues to, to rumble on. Now, uh, Lancashire police really in the firing line for their handling of that information about her vulnerabilities. The Home Secretary, Suella Bravman, getting involved. The police watchdog also involved. Lancashire police getting them involved on their own. And to be fair, uh, people, the length and breadth of this country have an opinion. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Text to 8722. Delighted to be joining the studio. Peter Blexley, a former Met police detective. Pete, 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 so much to talk about. Um, you're the expert. Let me just give what I think to this point. Um, we know from yesterday that on January the 10th, uh, Nicola Bully's family home was visited by police with health professionals. There was an issue that is still being looked into. We know that 17 days later, we've done the trail of what happened to her that morning, the dog walking, the phone, the bench, all of that stuff. We've heard the police initially say, look, um, she's in the river. Yep. Peter Folding, the, 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 the dive and forensic expert, got involved. We'll talk about that. He said she's not in the river. Three weeks elapses and suddenly yesterday the police say, well, hold on a second, uh, she has some vulnerabilities. She's high risk. Didn't know about that before. They must have known, by the way. Uh, and then a sort of hurried press conference sometime later saying, you know, we're, we're telling you this because we're concerned for her. And by the way, there might now be three hypotheses. There might be the river, there might be somebody else involved, or she might have walked off. Um, People are criticising me online this morning and saying stop slagging off the police. I think when Suella Bravman, when the police watchdog and every single retired copper I've spoken to so far says this is a comms disaster by Lancashire Police, I don't think we're being overly critical, do you? You're not alone in being criticised, by the way. I'm, no. I'm joining you on that front. Because um, anybody would think it was our fault. You know, those of us who comment in the media, those like yourself who present in the media for highlighting the shortcomings, the, the handling of the information and all the press conferences that Lancashire Police have conducted throughout this, this search for Nicola, and I've watched them all, I think have come way, way short of what should be expected. In fact, Wednesday's was calamitous, absolutely appalling. When they said there were vulnerabilities, but they're private and personal, and we're not going to tell you, only for a few short hours to have to complete an enormous U-turn. Do you think the family knew at that point when she let vulnerabilities out of her mouth, the SAO? Do you think in the next few hours they scrambled around and told the family they were going to release it? I would imagine so, yeah. The family have confirmed that they knew the police were going to say that. But, you know, if we rewind three weeks today to the 27th when Nicola first went missing, if the police had said on that day... Because let's face it, we know that they will have known there were vulnerabilities Absolutely. the moment she From the missing. 10th of January, the, 17 days before. From the 10th of January and anything that Nikki, Nicola's partner might have told them on the day she went missing. So they knew if they had been honest and open and transparent right from the start mm. and say, this is a vulnerable woman. Yep. She has issues... And they could then have packaged those issues up however they wanted. For example, they might have said she has mental health issues, which I think would be far more delicate than saying alcohol and the perimenopause, but that's just my opinion. Then I think people would perhaps have trusted the police release of information a bit more than they do now. Because if you can't trust the messaging, 
Some people are not going to trust their investigation. And, and this is my point. And when people say, well, you're being super critical. From the 10th of January, when she was visited, he was visited in the home, the police will have that on record. They, choose to go, they chose to go down the line of, you know what? She's definitely fallen in the river. To me, when I watched that SIO in that press conference, it looked to me, and I said it earlier, as if they were furiously backtracking. They felt under pressure several hours later. They released this information. Here's something I want to ask a, 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 a respectable ex-copper. And I know nothing about police work. Why in the name of the Lord was the crime scene not cordoned off? We know that suddenly Oliver Mirtich, our reporter, Whitfield Mirtich, was saying, you know, people were coming down from all over the place. Amateur sleuths were doing things online and, and, and TikTok. I mean, why? I mean, let's just say that, that she left the phone and dog there and walked off. Let's just say she was... Why would that not have been cordoned off, Pete? Because for the first three days, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, they dealt with it entirely as a missing person inquiry. That's why we never saw it cordoned off. It's why over the course of that weekend, we saw people's bags propped up against I that know. bench and a, a bouquet of flowers yeah. were placed on that bench. The SIO, Rebecca Smith, only came on board on the Monday. So the search by then was four days old. And she, of course, very stridently at the press conference on Wednesday, reaffirmed their working hypothesis that she went into the that Nicola went into the river, and again, she was very firm in <clears throat> saying no evidence of criminality and no evidence of well, third party involvement. Let me counter that. Peter Folding, who is the the dive expert, forensic expert, and and I've spoken to him all week, and I'll I'll, I'll just say what I think. He came on and offered his help. Uh, the police presumably accepted that. He supported the police. However, when he found out about the alcohol issues and the vulnerability, this is what he told us uh, on Talk TV. Watch this and listen to this. Well, uh, Jeremy, if I'd known this information on day one, I, I handled complex... I've worked on complex murders and cases, missing people since 1999. If I'd been given that information, and I am trusted, that wouldn't have been handed to the media, it would have been confidential, and I would have changed my whole search strategy. I assumed, Jeremy, that Nicola had slipped into the river and it's only two foot deep in, at the bottom of the bank, and that's why I've been so adamant that she's not in that part of the river. We've thoroughly searched it. If she had jumped in or intended to take her own life or walked off or wherever she is, that would change my whole plan. She could, could have ended up in the sea. But everything, it's changed this and it's really annoyed me. In terms of, um, I mean, I read this, tell me if it's wrong, you've, you've faced a barrage of criticism and, and, and out of total respect, I think, for the family, you've given your services for free and you keep coming back. I now read yeah. or hear that you're going to be part of a land search and don't take this the wrong way, I thought your expertise was diving. And again, I would say to you, as I said to Mark, what does it say about this police investigation that there need to be contractors from yeah. outside giving their services for free and coming and helping out? No, actually, Jeremy, my expertise in my t expertise is more... I've specialised in land search. I've worked on April Jones. I've worked on the Peter Tobin case. I've buried, okay. I've, you know, I find buried human remains. So that's where I work. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's awful. This is an awful case, and I just wish it had been handled a lot better in the first place by giving certain information that would have helped us um, target our search in specific areas. Pretty damning, Pete.
Yeah, and of course we can add Mr Falding to the list that you and I are on because it's all our fault. It's all our fault that Lancashire Police's media strategy has been absolutely appalling. I mean, he got, slaughter- he got slaughtered. You're after a book deal, you're after this. And, and I absolutely wanted to, to make the point he's a forensic search expert, as, as somebody said. And Nick from London, you're right. The bottom line is, this is the bit I don't get... Lancashire Police, you saw Nick uh, Thomas, uh, 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 Mark, uh, Thomas. Mark Williams Thomas. Very good, well done, it's early in the morning. Suddenly, a lot of people, not disrespecting him or Peter Folding, arriving in Lancashire. What does that say about Lancashire Police as well? And, and you know, I, I, I really, I do understand people saying, don't just slag off the police. We're not doing it, uh, it out of disrespect. We're doing it out of frustration, aren't we, man? Because we want an effective police service in yeah. the UK. Yeah. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. That's why I hold them to account. That's why I highlight their mistakes, their errors, their inefficiencies, because the public deserve a competent police service that they can trust and be confident that they will do their job properly. But at the moment, it's completely right to say that policing, in many regards, is in crisis. And if you look at Carrick, you know, we talked about it earlier, 36 life sentences for raping women over a 20-year period because of his warrant card and the fact that he had, you know, a gun licence or whatever. When you talk about all the complaints with the Met, this is the last thing they needed. But Lancashire Police has actually already given themselves to the police watchdog. Suella Braverman's got involved. And one brings it back, Pete, repeatedly to this poor, poor family. This man and his daughters are going through hell. And I suspect, from what Peter Folding said that if other information that they they had had been made available to people who needed it, this maybe would have been resolved sooner. I mean, I don't want to sit here and say what you think, but let's just say she took herself or was taken off further down the river. There's the estuary, there's the sea, there's un, 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 unbelievable thoughts spring into everybody's minds. But I, I, I do think the Lancashire police have, um, as I said, their comms, has been a point. Let me read you a few. Uh, Deborah in, in Leeds says, Jez, I do not blame the police. I blame her friends coming on TV giving interviews. The police only really like release what the family have told them. Too many people interfering. Uh, Mark from Sunbury. Standard police tactic. Label people as drunks to cover their own incompetence or corruption. Think of it Hillsborough. Interesting. Martin of the West Midlands. Morning, Jez. Can I just say this regarding Nicola Bully? This isn't the only case of someone who has suffered with mental health and alcohol. Police don't care about us. One officer once told me I bring it all on myself and I need to damn well get on with it. Nick in London, whilst I agree with what you and Pete are saying, Nicola wasn't coherent during the meeting. She was merely logged on to the team's call. Let me put this to you, Peter Blexley. How would you have done this differently from day one? Well, the communication would have been vastly different. Um, working closely with the family, and I suspect Lancashire police have, but they've still made a very ham-fisted effort of it. Communication is so important to get the public on side listen to those messages that you've just read out so many of them echoing discontent and unhappiness with the british police spoke to nicola thorpe last night on the show's family live in the area whose mother went out on one of the searches and a lot of the locals are disgusted to be to be labeled vigilantes when actually what they're trying to do is help out in the community they've heard nothing from the police but of course they're also frustrated as they're being labeled by the same tiktokers and people coming in trying to make money out of this whole sorry So, Lancashire Police, as we know, went to Nicola's home on the 10th of January, and that matter is still under investigation. Now, 
the fact that that news breaks this week in the same week that we discovered that the Metropolitan Police could and should have arrested Wayne Cousins for indecent exposure before he kidnapped and murdered Sarah Everard, you know, there is a big, big issue here. Why are the police mm. appearing to be incapable of swiftly and effectively investigating matters which are not huge, great, complex inquiries? I mean, I, I think this is the point, and I stand by everything that you've said and I've said this morning. I, I don't want in any way... To, I mean, there are... Let me just nail this. There are thousands of policemen and women doing a fantastic job, the length and breadth of this country, and I should think they are more frustrated than any of us. But there is undoubtedly, uh, here, certainly in Lancashire... Uh, it's a PR disaster, and, and, and there are plenty of other examples, Pete, as you say, within the Met. People's confidence in the British police is at an all-time low. Whether you like that or not, that's a fact, isn't it? We've got six police services in special measures, not just the Met, Devon and Cornwall and others, and there's appalling news stories coming out about our police every single week. Look at Devon and Cornwall, who so foolishly, as came out in the inquiry last week, gave that man back his gun, who then went and slaughtered five people. You know, what is going on? Where is the common sense in British policing? Where is the robustness to deal with things properly, simply, effectively? I think the leadership cohort that are all very highly educated these days with letters after their names as well as in front of them have kind of morphed into some detached, self-serving rather than public-serving cohort. I'm sure there are some good ones, but, you know, I struggle sometimes to name any. And, and quite frankly, there is a detachment from the public, from the wishes, the needs, the wants of the public and... The whole, the whole ethos of public service seems to have been somewhat lost in the need to, to protect their own interests. Let me finish with this. Uh, Lancashire police are a joke. What happened to confirm clear cordon and control? Thank you to Tony. Uh, Ryan says, I still think there is more than they're letting on. Why did being an alcoholic make a high risk that the police responded almost instantly? Interesting. Jeremy, the police never have the resources to do all search and rescue. I believe there are search and rescue volunteers all over the country. Um, but for us two, to finish, um, who the hell do you think you are speculating? You lot know nothing about the police. Well, you're not entitled to know anything. It should be up to the police. Don't talk about things you don't know. But I'll let you finish with that, Peter Blexley. Well, give me the name of that contributor, please. There's no name at all. Oh, there's no name. No. Well, well, let me tell you no name, right? No I, name. I did a bit of policing in yeah. my time. Yeah. I am a, uh, a commentator yeah. and a writer about policing matters. I'm contemporary, up to speed. I have policing sources, the length and breadth of the country, so I feel like I'm pretty fairly well qualified to sit and here and say my bit. I completely agree. And just to finish, how would you, in a balanced way, sum up the story, the sad story of Nicobully so far in terms of Lancashire police, briefly? In terms of the information, catastrophic. And do you, where do you think they go next. I mean, what, I mean, do they get the public back on side? What, what happens? That's Assistant Chief Constable Lawson alluded to the fact on Wednesday that at some point they're going to have to cut down resources. <sighs> Terrifying. Peter Blexley is ever a complete pleasure. <laughs>